0: All you need to know—the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business.
1: Presented by Motilal Oswal Financial Services.
0: Hi, guys. I'm Alex Matthew, and you're listening to the All You Need to Know podcast. Today is the 22nd of June. Have you guys been watching the World Cup? It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride so far, so I suggest that you catch up on some football over the weekend. Leo Messi's Argentina lost to Croatia yesterday in their second group game by three goals to nil. And that comes on the back of a 1-1 draw against Iceland. First Germany and now Argentina. God knows what's happening with the football world. Alright, let's jump straight to what you need to know at the start of your day. I'm going to start with the updates from overseas first. US stocks slid following declines in Asia and Europe as Daimler AG's profit warning fed into investor concern over the outlook for global trade and growth. Safe-haven treasuries gained and the dollar weakened. Bank of England chief economist Andy Haldane unexpectedly threw his support behind an immediate interest rate increase, defying the majority of policymakers who voted to keep the rate unchanged. That caused the pound to spike against the US dollar. China has reiterated that it will hit back if the latest threats from Donald Trump on tariffs materialize and India has followed the European Union in slapping retaliatory tariffs on US goods. Meanwhile, U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross on Thursday defended Trump's decision to hike tariffs. He disputed concerns raised by Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell and others that U.S. companies are becoming so anxious about the prospect of a trade war that they're postponing investment and hiring decisions. In international markets, like I told you, the three averages in the U.S. ended lower by 06 and 0.9%, the Nasdaq falling the most after a tech rally midweek. And in Asia this morning, the negativity is continuing with the Nikkei down nearly a percent in early trade. The Aussie benchmark was trading unchanged, and the Kospi in South Korea was lower by about 0.3 percent last I checked. Back home, markets regulator SEBI made several changes yesterday, particularly in its regulations for initial public offerings and share buybacks aimed at simplifying language and reducing redundancies. Companies looking to raise funds via IPOs can now announce the price band of the issue a couple of days before it opens for subscription, rather than five days prior. For all the other major changes, look up the story on the website. Separately, the market regulator has said that it has initiated enforcement action against various entities in the NSE co-location case. The Reserve Bank of India has indicated to the Finance Ministry that its circular dated February 12th. On a new framework for stressed assets provides enough space for resolution of bad loans in the power sector, according to Financial Services Secretary Rajiv Kumar. And with that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Darshan. How are we likely to end the week?
1: Good morning, Alex. Good morning, everyone. The start doesn't seem to be good. The SDX Nifty is indicating heavy losses at start currently. But lots of stocks that we need to watch out for. Thyssen Group Work Council has cautioned against any HT Tata deal, and that's according to Bloomberg. So, probably there could be more delay in the JV between Thyssen Group and Tata Steel Europe. Nokia signs a five-year global IT infrastructure and application service deal with HCL Technologies. AstraZeneca receives the marketing permission for Durva Lumab in India, which is positive for the company. Soam Distillery Arm receives the approval for manufacturing of Indian-made foreign liquor. And Oberoi Realty, the QIP is complete. They've allotted 2.4 crore equity shares. But marquee investors like Fidelity and Goldman Sachs have been buyers. In terms of bulk deals, the promoters of Adani Ports sold in almost 2.7% stake in the company in a block deal yesterday. The buyers include Euro-Pacific Growth Fund, Capital as well as American Funds. In terms of funds meeting analysts and investors today, Balaji Telefilms as well as PSP projects will be meeting them. IPO is the final day for fine organic and rights IPO rights has been subscribed 2.1 times while fine organics has been subscribed just 0.4 times on day 2 motilal oswal has initiated on icici prudential with a buy and a target price of 480 and the bull case target they've given is 560 angel brooking has initiated on amber enterprises with a target price of 1272 and a potential upside of 32 percent while goldman sachs has maintained the buy on icici bank they have said that they've removed the company from the conviction list given the uncertainty around the ceo but there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts for that log on to our website bloombergquin.com and click on the all you need to know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade
0: Thanks, Zarshan And thank you for listening in. That's all we have for you on this podcast. And that's all we have for this week. Do tune in next week on Monday around the same time for all the updates that you need to know over the course of the day. This is Alex Matthew signing off. Have a great weekend.